0: Welcome to Loving the Love Boat, where we break down episodes of one of the greatest romantic comedy, drama, television series of all time. I'm Ishvan, Chicagoland's beloved children's musician and TV fanatic.
1: And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast.
0: So come aboard, we're expecting you to join us for another edition of Loving Love in the, the Love, Love Boat. Boat. Hi you guys, we are back with episode 14. I am Ishvan and I am joined by the Simon to my Garfunkel. Starsky to my hutch, the <laughs> Carol Baskin to my Joe <laughs> oh, Exotic. <God. laughs>
1: trying to murder me?
0: <laughs> no, you're trying to get rid of me like you got rid of your, your other husband. Um, <laughs> that, of course, is Michelle. Hello. We are ready to set sail, and we're glad you guys are here. Uh, June has just arrived, our dog, and Pico the cat is bouncing around, I think, down here with us. Uh, shall we get to our stories, Michelle? Last time I was trying to wrangle you and Ryan, and it was, like, very difficult.
1: We had a lot to say. We hadn't seen each other for a while. and
0: He was wasted on an Isaac, I believe, I think. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Today, we have the three storylines of Isaac's Double Standard, written by Sue Masters and John Walsh. We have One More Time, written by Ann Gibbs and Joel Kimmel. And finally, we have Chimpanzee Shines. Why they didn't call it Monkey Shines is beyond me. But Chimpanzee Shines by Bernie Kahn. Michelle? Yes. Before we get into the the people that I'd like you to mostly handle, Mm. I love this episode. I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Did you?
1: It had some good stuff for sure. <laughs> I feel
0: like you didn't like it as much as me.
1: Uh, no, I did. The chimpanzee thing. but I did not. I don't maybe.
0: Dude, the chimpanzee made me laugh all the time. Like I'm either losing my mind or I don't know what it was, but it literally made me laugh. I have and a lot I was, of
1: questions and the chimpanzee All right. I was episode. cringing at first when
0: he dragged the chimpanzee yeah, all in right. a sack. Yes.
1: He did. When gopher was, and you could know, tell that the chimpanzee was literally in that bag for real when they dra- drug it, I dragged know, it, I, I, I was, can't even talk, onto the ship, yeah. which, was, which kind of set me off. But um, if you want to go through the characters or the guest stars first, we can before I, do. I get into my chimpanzee I really do. Rant. So
0: can you kick it off?
1: I think so. For the Isaac's Double Standard was actress Tracy Reed. Who I wasn't too familiar with. She
0: was awesome. I thought she
1: was, and then the great Pearl Bailey. She was fantastic. And I did not get the gentleman who played <laughs> the mom's boy, Doctor.
0: R- Wait, <laughs> the dentist. Doctor, yeah, the dentist Ray Harwood. <laughs> That's who his name he is. He's dashing. Billy D. Williams, Senior.
1: He certainly was. Oh
0: my God, that guy was fantastic. Yeah, he should have been credited. Okay, who else do we have?
1: And then one more time. Back to like their classic fighting couple,
0: which I thought was I thought this was very funny. I thought they handled this really well. And sometimes the funny like uh, story is just kind of trivial. This was kind of substantial in a way. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like a
1: groovy Don Adams. Oh my
0: God, he was dressed like
1: gold gold uh, dog tags.
0: I thought it was a razor blade at first, like (laughs) because this was like the height of cocaine, like late seventies into the early eighties. But it was like a dog tag, and then it kind of changed up as he. I mean, he had his shirts fully unbuttoned
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't need to see um get smart i was in a sex sexy mode
0: in his tight slacks man (laughs) oh man (laughs) his
1: longish hair yeah
0: i thought he looked great
1: he did he he looked i thought he
0: looked groovy i thought he looked awesome
1: and then he was paired up against nanette fabre she
0: was great on this
1: she was she was i mean like as you know she's a classic actress and you know it was bothering me because i'm like what else was she from and um when I looked her up, she was um, Bonnie Franklin's mom in One Day at a Time. Oh. I. So then I was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember don't remember that. that. I do. I
0: watch that show all the time. I don't remember that, though. Okay, continue.
1: No, I was just going to say, and she's also the aunt of one of my mom's favorites, Shelley Fabre. It all comes back to Wh- Shelley what? Fabre.
0: Who's Shelley Fabre?
1: My mom's other favorite actress I had mentioned next to... Um, Michelle Lee. She was on the uh, Donna Reed show, I believe. She I, know the the name. Daughter.
0: I know the name. I know the name. And I'm sure I'd know what she looked like. It's she was just... Coach's
1: wife and Coach.
0: And then who else? was? Oh, we have Louise the Chimp.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and then there was like, I didn't quite understand. I guess that fit in with the chimp, the the daughter with the nose job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't write down their names, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that either of those two people were, were credited on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I have Alan Ann McCleary I don't know which one that was. If it was the mom or the or the nose job daughter, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Can I ask you a question then?
0: No, you can. Yeah. Did they course.
1: ever explain how the why he had the chimp on no. the ship? No, no. Because that's a I great was like point. trying to listen. I'm like, why is this chimp on the ship?
0: No, they, they really. That's such a weird, weird oversight. Maybe they couldn't think of a reason why. Like. His friend is a magician or <laughs> I don't know who his friend was, what they were doing and why they had a chimp. Was he
1: babysitting his he friends? He was. Chimp? And he's
0: the only one that could look after yeah, the 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 chimpanzee. And he thought he was gonna have this time off, but he didn't, so that's why he had could to have s- at least
1: brought her some change of clothes.
0: Well, here, initially, <laughs> he comes on. He doesn't want anyone to know Gopher. And then immediately, of course, because Captain Merrill Steubing has some sort of sixth sense about right. these things, he, he comes looking for Gopher specifically because that is, in fact, his job is to greet everyone when he comes on. And he's wondering, where is he?
2: McCoy, I always enjoy greeting the passengers, but where is Yeoman Persis Smith, the officer who was paid to do it? Ah, uh, sir, maybe his car had a flat tire. Maybe it didn't, it
0: didn't. Shortly thereafter, Nanette Fabre, whose name I don't know what it is on the show actually, she was like kind of a star, right? Right, Michelle? Like some sort of like I don't know what her real sort of her, her skill was. Was she like I guess she was just film? like a
1: performer, you know? Like a like a Vegas type Okay lounge performer.
0: So she makes a completely grand Oh her
1: name is Mitzi, and then his name was oh, Lenny. That's right.
0: Mitzi makes a pretty grand entrance. On to the show. Oh, hello,
2: hello, hello. Miss Monroe. Welcome. Oh, my darling, darling, Jenny. Julie. Of course, Jackie. I can't tell you how thrilled I was to be able to squeeze in another performance on board your floating nightclub. You know, I said to my agent, you have simply got to cancel all my other bookings. By the way, I found you an accompanist. Wouldn't you know my pianist would come down with the flu the first time in ages I get a booking. Well, I, be, I mean a great booking. <laughs> well, this may turn into a stroke of luck. I had to pull a few strings, but the accompanist I found you is dynamite.
0: But as as we find out, she really hasn't had a lot of bookings. She was kind of like maybe, um, you know, she was definitely excited to be on the ship because she hadn't been booked for quite a while, but she was kind of playing it off like she was still sort of a big star. And she did not have an accompanist, and she finds out that the Julie person hired that Julie it,
1: her ex husband, Don Adams. You know, dear, a good pianist is hard to find,
2: but then so is a good man. A good man I <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who's the banana? Annie Kamen. Mitzi Monroe. Money, I was just telling Mitzi all about you. Lenny, what are you doing here? Is your cage being cleaned? But I see you two already know each other. Know each other? Lenny here is my ex. Ex-partner? Uh, ex-partner, ex-husband, ex-everything, except exciting. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Look, it's no big thing. We have one more performance we have to do together. It's not a lifetime.
1: No, it's, it's just going to seem like a lifetime. <laughs> Did you find though, like I kind of found her wigs a little,
0: oh, completely distracting. Distracting,
1: especially when she had like a was it a headband or yeah, so like tied around her wig.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, Pearl Bailey's rocking a wig too. All the ladies are rocking yeah, wigs. But
1: Pearl Bailey's just seemed more natural. It to, did look to better. Her, her... And Pearl Bailey is amazing, so...
0: Yeah, she was great. You can't... But so was this woman. Yeah, her no, wigs, she is though... No, too. They, they were definitely distracting to me. But
1: Pearl Bailey was such a huge presence when we were kids, like... Was she? Yeah, she was on... Com- wasn't she... Didn't she do a battery commercial?
0: Battery commercial?
1: making that Robert up. Conrad did. I dare you to knock this off. I dare you to compare anybody's batteries, anybody's, with alkaline power cells. Well, yeah, you could tell that story.
0: <laughs> you guys, <laughs> when I was a kid, um, for some reason, I don't know why, but at my family's, like, I think it was like a 4th of July, actually. Uh, it's kind of appropriate. We're in that period of time. They had, like, this huge party, and it kind of coincided with my great-grandmother's birthday party, and she was, like, the matriarch of the family. <laughs> So all of a sudden, during this party, it was like lots of people that you hadn't seen for, for you know, long periods of time. So it was extra exciting as a kid. Robert Conrad was at this party.
1: Because <laughs> the neighbors were connected. Yeah, somehow. Inv- connected. I, let's not say I much say more connected. than that. okay?
0: And then, of course, my outrageous uncle. This was at the time when this commercial was very big. If anyone remembers, sort of like, the, I don't know if it was the Duracell, Copper Top, whatever it was. But he's like... Robert, wasn't it Robert Conrad? That was it?
1: I believe so. And he
0: put the battery on his shoulder and he's like, I dare you to like knock this off. So my uncle went and found a battery and then had to go up to <laughs> Con. I would have
1: paid a million dollars to see Oh, I was mortified.
0: As a kid, I was <laughs> mortified. Because even then I knew, like, that, this guy doesn't want you to do this. This is, like, the last thing this guy wants, you know? It's kind of an exciting thing that he's at a party. You don't want to, like, offend the guy. But, of course, my <laughs> uncle blazed right up to him and did that. And I think I ran away. I can't remember what happened. But it was totally insane.
2: The power cell that dares to compare.
1: Come
0: on. I dare you.
1: No, and I was wrong about Purpher Billy. I'm she did a um, Duncan Hines commercials so.
0: the one commercial was the woman who was like yeah, and
1: then she you, broke you the glass out, you know <inaudible> that was not right wrong right <laughs> tired holy god almighty
0: tired? all right so yeah Pearl Bailey she was on the Copper Top commercial with Robert Conrad they both did that <laughs> together if you guys remember <laughs> from she plays Isaac's
1: mom on this
0: and then they went to the Honeycomb hot <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway she plays Isaac's mom on this hi
2: welcome aboard I'm
1: Julie McCoy
2: Well, hello, I'm Millie Washington. I'm looking for my son, Captain Isaac Washington. Captain Isaac Washington? Well, give him time, honey. Give him
1: time. (laughs) But at the same time, his girlfriend surprises him on the cruise as well.
0: She was the whole package, this person. She really was. And Isaac should have hung on to her. Not like that
1: Roxy Blue.
0: No way. Roxy Blue was lame, man. This, This person was fantastic.
1: Isaac!
2: doing here I got tired of waiting for you in port so I decided to take a cruise <laughs> Good deciding except one thing my mom's coming on this cruise too but That's okay I don't mind sharing you with an older woman hello I-, I want you to meet Gopher Gopher this is my girl the one I've been talking about All oh, right. hi Martha hi. Lisa. Just kidding. Just kidding. This has to be Charlene, right? Hi. Welcome aboard. Charlene, uh, I think I'm going to show you to your cabin. keep an eye out for my mom. Sure. Should I let you know when Martha, Helen, and Lisa arrive too? Cute. cute. Very cute.
0: <laughs> so Isaac, for some reason, is torn, though, right? I, I don't understand why he was torn because he's excited that his mom is coming on, but then he has this woman coming on. It's not as if he didn't want the mom to meet the woman. Did, did he not I didn't know what the conflict was could have been perfect like hey you could meet my mom she's on this cruise because she surprised him she wasn't supposed to be right, on the I said ship that
1: the girlfriend surprised yeah. him on the cruise
0: but I'm wondering why there was like this like weird like he didn't want her to see her or whatever it was you know what I mean
1: I think also he felt torn because then all of a sudden his mom's on this trip and then now he has a girlfriend to contend with and who does he divide his time with I don't know maybe he just didn't want his mom to know he had a girlfriend at the time We also don't really know why a chimp was on the ship.
0: A lot of mysteries. Or why a
1: girl with a nose job went on the cruise ship with her bandages on. Oh, yeah, we're
0: blazing past that, too, because there is that whole scene with the sexual mom and then the daughter who has a Band-Aid on weeks after she was told that she should take it off. But she's too nervous to take it off because she's afraid of what the results might be under her bandages.
1: (laughs) And it was just like a piece of tape. It wasn't even like a... Right. it was shop bandage right. I don't know it just was weird but I guess you wouldn't have no storyline but yeah the mom and, and uh, Doc really hit it off Doc
0: totally just
1: but that was like I was okay with that
0: no he's cleanly has because
1: she they were like in the same age bracket
0: and yeah I guess that's true it
1: just, she was a nice looking older woman and yeah
0: you and Doc agree that's for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was nice and then Gopher fell in love with the daughter
0: yeah you know, he. Um, you beautiful par- eyes. Part of the hijinks is that the chimpanzee keeps stealing things from people's rooms, particularly their room, and Gopher takes the sunglasses back to their cabin, and he is struck by love.
2: Who is it? It's Yeoman Purser Smith, ma'am. I found these sunglasses with the name Cynthia Parker on them. And my mother's. Thank you. You're welcome. I haven't seen you on the ship before. Are you hiding out for some reason? Well, um... Bet you're an actress or a model traveling incognito, huh? (laughs) No. No? Well, whoever you are, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. In the world. In the whole world. Thank you. You're very welcome.
0: So he really, like, kind of likes her, but it also shows that gopher's kind of a great guy in my opinion because she does have this bandage on so he can't exactly see exactly what her face is but he kind of is like although he is falling for her eyes but like he's not like critical of the fact that she has like this weird you know three week old band-aid on her (laughs) nose which would have to be the grossest thing on the planet and then that starts like a romance you know
1: it does but then they can't like really kind of hang out because the chimpanzee keeps stealing things and they have to look for the stuff and
0: when they go back in the room and the chimpanzee has sunglasses on it made me laugh so (laughs) loud I was stunned at myself because I'm like why is this making me laugh that much but it genuinely did because there's two scenes one where the chimpanzee is laying on the bed casually with sunglasses on and they're like these big pink sunglasses and the, the chimpanzee's wearing like a big dress like a pink dress then later when Gopher is in the dining room and he's feeling like excited and confident and kind of suave, he goes sort of sauntering back and then the chimpanzee sitting casually on the chair.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Like in the hallway of the
0: dining room. Like it's just doing its own thing. And it made me laugh so hard. I couldn't believe it.
1: Well, and the stuff that you could think you could keep a chimpanzee contained to your room. <laughs> He's lucky the chimpanzee didn't pull his, his genitals off. off. Yeah, yeah. You Go
0: for your genitals first, then they go for your face. I can't remember what the, the priority is as a chimpanzee murders you, but like they really are very violent and aggressive. But the chimpanzees seem very, very sweet and did seem happy. It didn't seem like it was misused. And how
1: about lock your doors on the ship?
0: Maybe they don't have locks because it's like a swinger ship and no. you're supposed to have all your doors open. All right, so the showbiz folks, I really enjoyed them. I thought that they were great together. And this is okay, I'm going to tell you something. This woman Fabre whatever, as well as Don Adams, these are the ge- the generation of people that I think are the, are the the greatest generation, right? Because these people knew they had to deliver. And they were not subtle in any way. This woman especially is not subtle ever. And I know that that's what she's supposed to be playing is like the showbiz type. She's kind of full of herself in a way, but there is obviously vulnerability and uh, comedy that that comes along with her. But these guys are just so likable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They were like larger than life. They were bringing it and then some in the roles that they were playing and they gave their all to these they roles. They really did. And these guys, when they were sniping at each other and making little digs and burns, I thought was actually pretty funny.
2: Hi. Oh. I understand you were working up in the Poconos, how'd you like it? The Poconos? Oh, the Poconos are like, they're like mountains to me, you know? I mean, they're sort of hilltops in the valleys of despair. Actually, I can hardly find time for the Poconos anymore. It means juggling TV and Vegas and Tahoe. I know exactly what you mean. You know half the very same problem. Really? Yeah, I have a new manager. Oh. guy is fantastic, oh. absolutely fantastic. Of course, he has me working the little clubs now, but that's all part of the plan. Like a fighter, you know, just bringing me along. Pretty soon we'll work out the kinks, and then it'll be a TV series, Tahoe, Vegas. Lenny, who are you kidding? I know the places you play. I read the columns. And I know the places you play. I read the funnies. <laughs> well, it beats the 7-Eleven club in Trenton. You died there. I read the obituaries. (laughs) Actually, you know, um, I have 10 weeks coming up at the Sahara. The hotel or the desert?
0: So they just like, you know, again, Michelle was saying these guys used to be married. They used to be partners. You can imagine how hard that would be on two people. And, you know, they just are not happy to be partnered up with one another.
1: They're arguing. And then she literally smashes his hand in the piano. (laughs) and then he's got like a cast on his fingers.
0: He has the classic like when someone sprains their finger thing <laughs> for for like, you know, uh whatever physical slapstick comedy. <laughs> but they play it off pretty great even though I do you think that Don Adams chose his outfits cuz I feel like he chose those. I don't feel like someone chose those for him. What do you think about that?
1: Could be. Like he like he maybe was like wanted to kind of break away from the uh get smart type look and it was the 80s or it late 80s. late 70s and he um he was just letting loose a little bit maybe they were maybe he's, he wanted to do maybe he was the one like brought his own gold chain that's what
0: i felt i didn't feel like that was something that was like a, a stylist and then gave he wanted him. to
1: show him off so he unbuttoned his shirt
0: yeah i feel like that that was the case like he was trying to be groovy and modern and stuff and at least that's what i felt as yeah, far as I how he believe looked believe that yeah, cause he looked like I don't know, he looked like because uh, they kind of
1: didn't really fit together as a couple, cause she still kind of had like a older older lady, like my grandma type of dress, and then he kind of had that groovy look. Yeah, but 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 comedically they were great together.
0: But that's the thing is like that's what's fun is like they are showing like a couple that's had this past, and then they they've divorced, they've separated from one another, yet they were still keeping it light as far as all this was concerned. And I thought that that was really well done. It was handled pretty well yeah. between the two of them. And uh, it wasn't just a trivial, like the the nose job was more of like a frivolous sort of yeah. storyline. I think
1: it was just to tie the something more in with the chimpanzee. <laughs> Your favorite character. I'm going to get you a t-shirt with that chimpanzee
0: I, I, on it. I love the chimpanzee. Uh, it, I like I was saying, the chimpanzee has replaced the weird Social worker from the last whatever episode (laughs) that was as the love of my life. I love the chimpanzee. Made me laugh the entire time. But see, Gopher is falling in love. And he's also running ragged because he's trying to keep this a secret from everybody because he knows that this is not something that is acceptable to bring a chimp on the ship. Right. If the captain found out. And so Gopher's at the table stealing food from Julie without her knowing still that the chimp is on there. So he can bring something back to his cabin. And that is when we first see Louise.
2: Louise? Louise, come out, come out wherever you are. I brought dinner. Come on. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha little flower. Looked lovely to them. Yes, you may say that. Because Uncle Gopher has for you some steak baked potato some peanuts and for dessert some carrots not just some carrots but julie's carrots <laughs> isaac's peanuts hi guys <laughs> new? look i promised a friend that i'd take care of her see i thought i was going to be off duty this week believe me i was the only one he could leave her with i uh, figures leave a monkey with someone who's bananas <laughs> You guys are my buddies. You gotta promise you won't tell anybody I have her on board. Please. Well, what's a few peanuts, more or less? Julie? I haven't eaten. I haven't the strength to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just her way of saying thanks.
1: And Isaac and Julie come in and they open the closet and they find all the things that she stole, like the brooch, the, was it Julie's purse? All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. A closet full of stuff that the, the chimpanzee had stolen. So much someone. stuff. And, and nobody else reported If you people want to
0: start a criminal sort of network, get yourself a chimpanzee because they can steal stuff. No one even notices. They just wander around in a dress. No one's going to know. Because it has a dress And then on. how do you get in trouble for that? It's not your fault. The chimpanzee stole stuff, right? It's right. a good alibi, right? Right exactly just don't bring your mom around doc <laughs> no. speaking of moms <laughs> Isaac heads to the dining room shortly thereafter and he is there I think to see his mom I think he went to go see his mother and all of a sudden he looks across the room and he sees Pearl Bailey sitting there with a dashing Billy Dee Williams lookalike a little bit older and he's like what the heck is going on
2: say uh, who is that with my mom I haven't a clue Yeah, well, check it out, man. I mean, who is this guy? What does he do? Where is he from? Hey, am I thy mother's keeper? Ask him yourself. Oh, oh, Isaac. This is my son that I haven't seen in the last 24 hours. Nice to meet you, son. Now, this is Mr. Roy Harwood. How do you do? Hi.
0: You know, you're starting to see how it's living up to the title of double standard because Isaac is not happy with this scenario that his mom is with someone else.
1: Yet he's in a similar scenario, obviously, with his girlfriend.
0: But it's, you can understand it because. Well, yeah, because
1: his dad died. His dad and passed then, away. So it's like a replacement. And I guess, you know, you really don't want to see your mom. Right. You worry.
0: So, well, that's the thing is like he sees this man with his mother in the dining room. Now, throughout this, the mom is—she's just very, very sweet. Pearl Bailey is great, and she really does play the role of kind of like an awesome mom, just like a really cool, nice— Yeah, she offers
1: to sew his jacket because it's ripped.
0: That's the thing. She notices that right away. I can't understand how the captain would allow that, him walking around with some sort of frayed uh, jacket. There must
1: be some kind of tailor on the ship.
0: Right. (laughs) That we have not yet met. I'm sure we'll meet the tailor later on. I wonder who's going to play the tailor. But— um. So he, she sees the rip, and then she says, bring bring the jacket to me, even though the girlfriend says the same thing, showing what a nice person she is. Showing so, that they're similar. Yes. So he, do, he does bring the jacket to the room. Now, this is after he's seen this this gentleman, and he goes into the room to just, you know, obviously talk to her, and he goes there to warn her. And to kind of scold her, right?
1: So Isaac is... When he brings the jacket, he starts confronting his mom about the boyfriend and... uh, Saying
0: that, like, on this ship, men are just after one thing.
1: Right. But then, all of a sudden, who comes waltzing out of the bathroom?
0: (laughs) I found that shocking. (laughs) Why? I just didn't expect the guy to be in the room. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that they... They had come on the ship together well, yeah
1: Isaac, and it surprised you. It did.
0: It did. And I, I think I was just still laughing about the chimpanzee antics, so like, I wasn't prepared for it.
1: I, I guess they, that's where she confesses, right, that they had been together for six months because they're on well, he this was cruise stunned. together. Isaac's yeah. like,
0: what is he doing in your room? Like He was there just to say, watch out for this guy. Little does he know that the guy's actually in the room with her, so that would make him even more upset and surprised. And then they reveal that what?
1: They've been dating for six months. Yeah, and
0: that they had come on the ship together. This wasn't someone that she just met. He thought, and so did I, thought that they had just met on the ship. Right,
1: but I think it was she wanted to ease Isaac into it and introduce them. Mama, uh, Mm -hmm. I came to drop off the
2: jacket. Didn't you see the sign in my window? In by nine, out by five. This late, it'll cost you extra. Mom, I came here to straighten you out. What I mean is I've been on this ship a long time. And there are men who come on these cruises looking for one thing. Oh, honey, thanks for the tip. You, are my dear son, not my dear Abby.
0: So Isaac really does gets really he does get upset, and this is a pretty serious scene. You know, you can imagine sort of like the, the strain or stress or whatever. And then he goes too far.
1: Yes, and then oh, actually, this I kind of wasn't expecting. She gives him a smack across the face.
2: Mom we got to have a talk. Not now. Mama's got to get her beauty sleep. But it'll only take a few minutes. He's right, Millie. Let's talk this out now. What is he doing here? What are you doing in my mother's cabin? It's as much his cabin as mine. What's that supposed to mean? We're roommates. We came on this cruise together. I wanted to talk to you, but I haven't had a chance. Yeah, I can see you've been too busy. Not me, you. You see, this is not the kind of thing you can whisper in your son's ear while he's mixing a Harvey banger. Your mother and I have been going together for six months. Going together? I want to marry her, Isaac. Yeah, well, what's holding you back? Now listen, we're in love, but I'm just not sure that I want to get married you get my age, it takes long to make that big decision. Well, I can understand that. Instead of getting married, you want to be some sort of a swinger.
0: Yeah, so this, this scene was a little startling. And they, they even, on the ship, this is why I love the love boat. They don't do any music. They don't do any any sort of anything. They just fade to black and go to commercial. I mean, <laughs> we don't have commercials, but that's what it would have done back in the day. So they really take the, the weight and gravity of what just took place pretty seriously for this show. Again, it, it, it kind of did have uh, uh, some sort of gravity to it because she was being so pleasant, so nice. It didn't seem like her regular character, but she was, you know, she well, was.
1: She was kind of being a baby about it all. Yeah, well, and I, I get it. You're you want to protect your mom, right?
0: It's that's why it's a very delicate, complicated I think situation. He was
1: always in the heavy.
0: He really was
1: episodes, which is crazy, which is cool because he's a great actor and he's he's just he's great.
0: So you're on record saying he's great.
1: Great smile, great actor. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> All right. So after something as heavy as that, you've got to lighten the load, you know, and you have Back to go to, to
1: uh, Mitzi and Lenny.
0: Yeah. And those two continue down that path a little bit further of making fun of one another, uh, sniping at one another, doing little burns and digs towards one another. But then it comes time for their performance, finally. Yes. And, and that
1: carries over into their performance. And guess, then some. And guess who's loving it? Everybody. Especially the captain.
0: <laughs> I didn't see his reactions. He's I saw everybody else. a
1: lot. Like, they would pant to him and he was like that big grin like
0: so basically their act transforms right then and there and unwittingly to them from just more of like a musical act into a comedy act yes where where they are you know straight man whatever making jokes at each other's expense
1: yeah and the crowd's loving it
0: and the jokes weren't bad actually the jokes were pretty good I thought most of the jokes that they were doing were pretty um
1: not unlike your and my jokes towards each other (laughs)
0: when we do our, our act. Yeah. at uh any, nobody. Yeah, in the house, <laughs> in the kitchen. Michelle does get some serious wicked zingers on me. I can never <laughs> top her. And actually, it could be something, you know, because <laughs> I would be the fall guy in, in the entire thing. It could work. And like I said, I think their their chemistry with one another was really good. And they are of that era where these guys really go for it as far as like, character acting and things like that oh yeah they're getting this reaction from the audience and, in a way that they hadn't heard for quite some time it's because like they revitalized both, her career kind both of, of their careers yeah, both of them because they both were kind of lying to one another about how well they were doing
1: and he managed to play piano with one hand
0: <laughs> he had to do one arpeggio fake arpeggio <laughs> but that's the whole thing is like i really as a as a performer as a musician i kind of relate to those things pretty hard because it's hard to it's hard to navigate a career. It's hard to sustain a career. It's really, really difficult. And getting old in any of the like arts or entertainment is almost like the kiss of death for a lot of people, uh, especially women, uh, historically. And it's really, really tough. So it's like these two... Being in the same boat, that's another thing that's kind of special in my opinion because only those two people would understand each other in the way that they understand one another. This is how deeply I read into characters on The Love Boat because it's true. And they handle these things for real. Again, big part of at least my surprise in enjoying this show as much as I've enjoyed this show because I would not have seen those things as a kid. Right. And they handle it lightheartedly and in a really, really fun way. And then these two start to realize all that right
1: right and they decide they see that they have a good thing going now with this new new act that they have together and then of course then they start to talk and
0: it was cute the way that she wanted him to stay in the room at the end you know she was kind Mm -hmm. of a little nervous about it and then they were both saying like yeah maybe we should rehearse but in reality they just wanted to stay with one another that night and I thought that that honestly was very sweet and I really enjoyed that again I love those kind of happy endings and stuff so it's like the way that they handled that, I thought was really cool, and uh, I enjoyed that this storyline a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was good, and it, and it was nice that they got back together and wrapped it all up.
2: <laughs>
1: we could go back to Isaac, where like Dad Captain Stooming has to get involved. 'Cause then they're all in his when they're
0: all having coffee
1: <laughs> in his captions quarters. I thought that
0: was great too though. I
1: thought so too. They
0: were having a nice mature conversation about like the generation gap and things like that. And also how it's different for them, you know, like the other people can you know, younger people can do things, but they can't. Right. And then they sort of like I thought like stoically and wisely were sort of coming up with a solution to this problem. Not in a mean way, not in a malicious way. Just like being wiser and older. You well, know? And I
1: have this quote written down from, I think Pearl Bailey said it, it, that it takes a good man to admit he was wrong.
0: After that, then that's when they speak to one another, right? And like Isaac's in the room with his girlfriend, they're about to go swimming, and then Pearl Bailey comes to the room, correct? Correct. And then they have like a really, really nice, it's really a wonderful moment because the girl is so, I mean, I wish that, I know they can't do that because everyone has to say, stay free and easy and see sexy single on the ship but like she was awesome and then she was trying to tell him you know how he should be acting towards his mom which all was completely correct and Mm -hmm. wise he still was feeling hurt well hang on Let, let me they did it better hang on
2: okay baby i'm ready let's go swimming i don't feel like it isaac why don't you go apologize to your mom apologize for what i was only trying to protect her protect her I wonder how she got along all these years without you. Isaac, you flew the coop a long time ago. Now it's time for her to spread her wings. I don't understand your attitude at all. That's because it's not your mother. Hey, a mom can't hold on to her son and a son can't hold on to his mom. Just a second. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Your jacket's fixed. Uh, thanks. Well, actually, I came to warn Charlene. You know, honey, there are men on these cruises who are only looking for one thing. <laughs> it's not that way at all. I mean, you and I have been going together for a long time. Well, what I mean is well, this is different. The only difference is I'm not your mother. Seems to me you got two sets of standards. One for me. And one for me. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, oh, you <laughs> completely misunderstand what I've been trying to say. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Well, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I guess you're both one hundred percent right, and I've been a damn fool.
1: But well, we're not a hundred percent right. Maybe uh, ninety-nine. <laughs>
2: I guess a son never thinks any man is good enough for his mom. You know, it takes a man to admit when he's wrong. And I raised a man who sure knows how to pick a good woman, and a pretty one too. (laughs)
0: And then after this, the chimp rips the nose off the girl who had the nose job, which is the weirdest <laughs> left fun. field. Like
1: totally destroyed her and all that work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Louise is fantastic and she was so funny on the ship.
1: But the captain finds the monkey and, and literally tells Gopher to pack his bags and turn in his like stripes the next day and basically fires him for having the chimp on the ship but then the, the girl takes the fall uh,
2: Captain Steubing. uh Captain you're not going to fire Gopher are you? Miss Parker I understand your personal involvement but this is ship's business I prefer not discussing it with the passenger Good night, uh, Captain the monkey's mine I, I didn't want to leave it home so I brought it with me Gopher was protecting me. If anyone should be punished it should be me. Then it will be. What are you going to do?
0: The captain just fires Gopher like it's no big deal, you know, I, I all yeah, the I thought time. that was
1: a little extreme.
0: I love Gopher how could you just fire the dude I For know having that he' a
1: chimp on the ship
0: broke the rules maybe he could have told someone why his friend owns a chimp you know what I mean and he couldn't take care of it that weekend or that week and so the next day gopher shows up ready to go all sad he has his little epaulette things off in his hands it's
1: cool like Pacific princess windbreaker on
0: yeah so then he he shows up getting ready to like be taken off the ship and the captain just like like completely confused as to like what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, and he calls them like chival—what's the word? Chivalrous?
0: <laughs> Chivalrous?
1: Chivalrous? Shiddle? Shittle. For taking the fall, then because then I didn't Cap- think
0: chivalry. Do your Captain Meryl stooping <laughs> Do it.
1: I didn't think chivalry still existed.
0: <laughs> you young people with your bumping hustle. I'm
1: telling you, go back and watch it when we're done here.
0: I will, but. Yeah, so then he's like, you're not fired. out if I'm wrong. No, you're not fired, bro. You're still on this ship. You're my main man. You're my gopher. You're my chimpanzee smuggling friend. You can stay as long as you like. And he's like, oh, cool. And so that was taken care of. But that was a little bit of a twist that you kind of weren't expecting. Right. And I thought that that was kind of okay, even though I don't like the stress and trauma of knowing that gopher might be fired. Exactly. It's very upsetting to me. After that, I mean, basically, it's done. They they did really resolve these things pretty nicely. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, all of all of these storylines were done really well. Felt great to me by the end of it. It was nice to meet um, Isaac's mom. Yes. I wonder if they will ever mention this girlfriend again. Probably not.
1: Yeah, I don't probably not as well. I mean, though she was she was a cool. You should stick with her.
0: Well, you guys, I think that really does wrap this one up. Again, I am in the heat of shows. Michelle is on her way to a camping trip with Girl Scouts this weekend. We're getting them in. We're getting them done. We hope to see you on the next cruise. Episode 15, I Have Not Looked Into the Future. I'm waiting for Billy Barty to be on. I've mentioned that already. I can't wait for that episode. I know exactly what's happening. His handsome son is going to be on there. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: you know it. See, now you know which one it is. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one because that one's like, oh, that's I can't coming wait. Up, huh? But I love this episode, you guys. I am not going to, to sail away from this episode without saying I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. I, I enjoyed it more than Michelle did, I believe. <laughs>
1: No, it was good. But yeah, you just were super way more into the chimp stuff than I was. <laughs> me laugh. I can't help it.
0: And until next time, I am Ishvan.
1: I am Michelle. Captain Stewart. Captain Stewart, please
0: come to the bridge. And we are Loving,
1: Loving the, the Love, love boat. boat. Bump and hustle, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>